Welcome to the Intern Whisper Live. Today we have Ashley here from She Plays. Reminder, listeners, you can call us live on the air. The phone number is 407 582 2906. And you can also chat with us online through the Intern Pursuit Facebook Live chat. All right. So people can find the Intern Whisper on our Intern Pursuit Facebook page on LinkedIn. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and on any of your fine podcast channels. iHeartRadio is our newest one that we've just joined. And you can play our game on internpursuit.games, and you can also follow us on our Facebook page for the game and on Twitter. And then you can listen to us live over here at Valencia College Radio. Yay, Valencia. Uh, Watch us live on Facebook, and it will be a recorded show. And then watch it on YouTube because you're going to be a big fan of the show. And then you can call us live here in the studio, 407-582-2906, and you can chat with us online. So we're going to see how many fans Ashley has. Um, Johnny, go ahead. We're getting into our first patron of the night. Starter Studio is a nonprofit organization and a pioneering hub for innovators and tech enabled entrepreneurs that empowers and provides resources for entrepreneurs, creatives, and innovators to begin, grow, and flourish in Florida. Starter Studio fosters a community serving as a platform for ideas of the future. Welcome, Ashley. Thanks so much for having me. All right, so we're going to uh, take a moment to share some intern pursuit news. News. So students, do you want to work with one of our great employers or with intern pursuit? Go to internpursuit.tech to sign up and create your profile. And employers of all types and sizes are invited to be part of our early adopter beta pilot. So use the code internpursuitbeta to sign up for special pricing. Otherwise, you're going to pay what's listed on the website. You can also contact us at info at internpursuit.tech for more information. And if you want to play our game, go to internpursuit.games, and you can check it out. And our game is going to be on Steam, so we're really excited about that. So, Ashley, we're excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Love your setup. Thank you. Thank you, Valencia College, because they're awesome here about this, letting us come in here and do this. So our show is all about business and the future of. What is the future of your industries? What do the future of job opportunities look like? And what do we think it's going to look like 10, 20 years out from now? But so our people, our followers, our listeners can know more about you. There you are up on that big screen Mm -hmm. on the live Facebook. Um, Tell us what your entrepreneur story is. Is this your first company too? Because I don't think I know that story either. It is my first company. I did work for a nonprofit, Young Life, which I think does try to hire people with the entrepreneurial spirit. You do essentially take over a countywide organization and Mm -hmm. are in charge of many, many facets of it. So Mm -hmm. um, I realized coming out of that, I was really trained uh, really well for business. Fundraising. Young Life is a Christian organization that helps share Christ throughout the world. So, but you have to raise your own salary. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. definitely have to do that. So um, I worked there for almost 10 years and now coming, I moved to Florida uh, when I left there. Uh, Didn't really have anything set in place, just had an idea. And so, yes, this is definitely first company. Uh, Had the idea May 2018 and just kind of sat with it and it uh, kind of evolved from, you know, creating a whole sports news production publication website into fantasy sports just realized that there were not many fantasy sports sites at all for women's leagues and yeah uh pitched it to three of my best friends from college two wanted to be a part and uh, help build a company from the ground up and so we started february 2019 and just had our first year anniversary that's right she had um cupcakes and all kinds of good goodies for us at the office a select group of people that were able to enjoy that. We actually had tacos. Lunch. Yeah, I was going to say, I wasn't yeah. invited. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know you then, Johnny. You can you can be there for a year too. Yeah, yeah. You're so, invited. Wait for the second year of the birthday party. That's for sure. So I think that was really fun that you did that. What's interesting is that you've had this ten years of training with um, Young Life, and I think that having to fundraise and especially raise money for your own salary. If you can do that, <laughs> then you can definitely uh, get money for your company. So kudos to you. You had to have learned really good selling techniques or at least how to raise money. Well, and I think you just get comfortable with talking about money. I think money is such a taboo thing for yeah. so many people, but at the end of the day, it's just a resource. And so uh, people have it, and they want to do something with it, and so you just invite them into whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can cast that vision, then, uh, yeah, you just bring people on the team. So tell us about She Plays. That's the company. So you had this idea. What is the idea? And I know you, but a little bit more about it because I did not know there was a difference between, I'm going to throw this out there for our listeners, esports and fantasy sports. See, I don't play either, so did not know. Yeah, so the, the whole idea behind She Plays was how to continue drawing attention to women's leagues. I'm sure everyone whether you watch sports or not, know about the fight for equal pay Uh across industries. Um, But definitely with the USA soccer team that's now won two World Cups, their fight for equal pay uh, has become, you know, national news. And I remember back in 2018 trying to find a game of one of just their league games, and it was almost impossible. Like, the stream wasn't that great. It definitely wasn't on TV. And I just, you know, they just won the World Cup. Why are they so hard to find? And so kind of uh, out of just my own being a fan, uh, started trying to think of how or another way to bring attention, draw um, eyeballs to their league, you know, to their games, uh, because that really is what will spend sponsors to come invest in their league. And that will actually help with the fight for equal pay. And so just by doing some research, um, realized there are no real fantasy sports that center around these leagues and knowing, you know, the NFL and the MLB would not be anywhere close to where they are today if fantasy sports hadn't just kind of ballooned in the last five to ten years. So, uh, you know, why not bring some of that awareness and engagement to women's leagues is, is where it started. So we are the, uh, the first uh, U.S. site, website, that's like a hub for fantasy sports for women's sports leagues in the country. So wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Excited Mm -hmm. for sure. I think that's definitely something needed. I work at a sports bar and we put the audio on most of the big games and I've been there for about six months now. That's the first place I've ever worked that's like pretty big on the sports and putting the audio on and they never turn on any women's sports games. Now that I think about it. So Okay. I'm sure now you're gonna go I'm back gonna and go change and that. protest. There you for go. You. I got yes. your back. <laughs> yeah. And make sure that uh, you know what channels they're on so that people will also be able to appreciate that. And maybe you could uh, say something to the women that are there in the restaurant because maybe if they ask if the management doesn't right. you know, respect maybe you as an employee asking, but a woman asking, maybe they will. Well, Basketball is pretty huge. WNBA, I know that. Yeah, and definitely yeah. soccer. NCAA is also about to have their, I mean, March Madness is about to start for men and women. But the women's league this year has been unreal. Um, so it's going to be a really exciting tournament. But I will say we, we try to do a watch party mm-hmm. um, every month or every other month here in Orlando. And when the U.S. Open was going on last fall, it was Serena Williams was in the final. And it was the same day that college football started when that final was and so Mm. we had we actually were at a sports bar and asked them to do the audio for tennis right and it was amazing the entire restaurant started watching the tennis and like really getting into it like you would hear if someone made a bad shot to be like ah or the football yeah that's all it takes yeah yeah just giving them the shot right that's really interesting so i'm going to take a little poll in the room nobody knew i was going to ask this uh how many of you people play fantasy sports Anybody? Okay, Steve does. Uh, how many of you people play esports? You guess, yeah. All right. So um, I don't. Well, I can't ask you. You're all the way over there. But all right. How about you, Sher? No. Does your husband? No. Okay. Uh, Johnny? No. Nope, neither. Yeah. 
So the statistics around this is just really amazing, and that was one of the things that I had pulled up. Um, fantasy sports, you know, it's really about uh, participants where they all get together and they pick their, their dream teams, right? Okay. That's one way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I've, that's the way that I've understood fantasy sports to be. Is like you pick, no, I want these, and then you're trying to trade your players. And these are people that people uh, or um, participants actually know. They're famous people right? Not that all are. of them from what I think I know. I don't know. In as far as like sport? who you're drafting or who's yeah, playing who you're drafting. Game. Who you're drafting, yes, they're the professional athletes. Those are the professionals. Mm-hmm. So that's really where you're pulling these people together and then your team is playing against uh, somebody else's team. Okay. Just want to make sure I was actually on target with this. But from when the friends I know that play, I think correct me, um, don't you have to know like the stats of the players pretty well to do Good. Yeah, great question. And so this helps bring up a couple different types of games that we will have even. So uh, stats related, yes, that's more for the season where you're drafting a roster of players. And based on how they do in a game, you get points. So Mm -hmm. points for, you know, so there are four tackle football leagues for women in the country. I didn't even know that coming into this. Um, So if they have like yards running or yards passing, they'll get points for that. Um, tackles or, you know, punts, yardage for punts and stuff like that. That's where the stats come in. Um, But then you also have bracket challenges. So like for March Madness coming up uh, in just a couple of weeks, you know, you have 64 teams that start out in a tournament and you just guess who you think continues to go to the next round until you have a champion. Okay. So that's one type of play Mm. as well. And then the one that we just launched actually is our first game that went live uh, last week is Pick'em. And so that doesn't require stats either. It helps, you know, always the more you know, the better shot you have. Right. right? The more you know that rain <laughs> um, but, uh, but with Pick'em, it's kind of an easy introduction for people who've never played or people who maybe have played fantasy sports but don't know these leagues yet. They now can log in and every day will have any game that's happening that day. They can come on and pick who they think the winner's going to be. So whether that's team versus team or like in a tennis tournament, Serena versus Venus or whoever they're playing, you go on and you pick who you think the winner's going to be. You get like weekly points on a leaderboard for the month and everything. So you'll be able to do this with the Olympics, right? Yes, we are planning to hopefully do something for the Olympics. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Um, You have a question? Yeah, I was thinking, is this money based? Like, are you playing to win money? Great question. Again, so... And, and this is something that I know on, on the notes about the regulation. Uh, I don't know if we want to jump into that now. Oh, sure. It's a free-flowing conversation. Yeah. Go ahead. So with fantasy sports, there are uh, legal precedents that deter- like that make sure that it's not gambling, mm-hmm. considered gambling. Um, and so if you want to be in every state and have people actually like internationally play, you can either have them pay an entry fee and they don't win anything of monetary value, or it's a free entry and they can win money. Okay. So Pick'em right now is free entry, nothing really that we're giving away. Hopefully we'll have some sponsors and some prizes that go out then. Um, for the bracket challenges, we will have prizes, again, free to enter. You could win money. Last year we did a World Cup bracket and actually gave away $5,000 total in prizes. Wow. Yeah. Um, but then for the season long, um, it's going to be a $5 entry fee to get to play that sport. Um, so we'll have MPF, which is the Pro Softball League, NWSL, which is pro soccer team here in Orlando. I didn't know that. Yeah. That was a pro softball league. Yeah, yeah. It's actually got three national teams that will be playing in the Olympics. They make okay. up three of the teams here in the league. And then uh, one of the tackle football leagues. So when you, when you pay to access that lobby, um, if the league has partnered with us, we actually give some of that revenue to the league itself. So nice. not only helping bring awareness, give but back. really trying to bring that sustainability, a new way of providing sustainability. So how is that regulated? Like, do you have to pay a special license or to the state? or? Yeah, so if we did want to do, that's like you a pay lot to, to enter and pay, get paid, that's where the regulations come in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so that's where like DraftKings and FanDuel, there are different states have licenses. There are actually nine states that you can't do it at all. Uh Um, And the reason we're not starting with that is three of those states are big for women's sports. So the state of Washington, Arizona, and Nevada, we wouldn't be allowed in if we did that model. Wow. Um, So... Yeah, but then other states have yeah huge licensing fees that DraftKings and FanDuel can afford because they right uh, are huge companies. I, I was watching a docu series. I can't remember the name of it, but it was about sports gambling, and a lady who used to be a she was a speaker, I guess, the host on a sports show, started a sports gambling business, and it was. With all the regulations and the predictions and stuff like that, what, that was like a huge deal, right? Big fight going on. Still is. Making it legal. Yeah, and sports betting, yeah. Sports. Sketchy. I think there are How only three they were making states and, currently that you can do, and you have to be in the state to make a bet. Um, but it's it's evolving. It's opening up, and that's right. where actually a lot of these big, like DraftKings and FanDuel, are shifting to Sportsbook because that's where... You can make a ton of money. Uh-huh. They're already making a ton when of money. When you say you can make a ton of money, do, does that mean the person that's betting or on the players? Or does that mean the company that's in charge of Like, Both. Let's clarify yeah. who is you. Yeah, company for sure gets to take more of the – like in sports betting, it's called like the rake. You get a percentage of the entry fee. And um, people are betting on all sorts of stuff. Uh-huh. So it's not – like fantasy sports, you have to have – at least two games that are happening with three players from each team. There's like certain regulations, sports betting. You could say who's going to have the most points at the end of the first quarter. Right. It's got no like skill associated with it. It's just, I'm picking this and here's my money. And like the prediction polls and Mm -hmm. all the websites and stuff. Is that legal? It is in certain states. Yeah. Yeah. Heavily regulated, but opening up more and more and, um, I mean, I think it's really exciting. I think it's really fun and something that's not been brought to women's leagues either because you can play fantasy sports, set your lineup, go watch the games, and that's really it. But with different kinds of sports betting, you can be in the game and still have games to play. If that makes So, like, you're mm-hmm. watching a game, and before halftime, you can still be making bets. Oh, got it, yes. Yeah. And so switch up your bet and all the that. The engagement is constant almost. Okay. Yeah. Would um, I like gymnastics? Would gymnastics be a sport that is? Uh, you totally could put it on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean college and they Olympics. Have Olympics for sure. Um, they have. I don't know about the sports betting with the Olympics. I'm sure it is out no. there, but I think that's mm. part. Of that. Yeah, so, I don't think that's, that's the they're controversial. Black yeah. websites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they get in trouble for that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think that world championships and all sorts of stuff you could do, uh, fantasy and sports betting, but. Yeah, our, our focus is fantasy. We are doing fantasy, not crossing into sports betting. Volleyball. Yet. Volleyball, we actually do. There's a pro league, the AVP. Uh, they start in May, and we will have them on our site. And baseball? Softball? Baseball, there, are, there is no pro baseball league, but there is a softball, NPF, National Pro Fast Pitch. They've partnered with us for this year, so we are their oh, official nice. fantasy provider. Yeah. Man, you're slaying it with all of your partnerships. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, It really is exciting, I think, for people in the industry. So uh, we're excited to bring it uh, to the forefront. And yeah. I'm sure they want the recognition, too, and you seem pretty passionate about it. So why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's cool. I appreciate that. I hope I, I come across as passionate. No, I really you do. Am. Yeah. You're oh, yeah. into yeah. it. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, part, part sports fan. Um, you mentioned a couple of the uh, leagues. And when I was doing some research on that, DraftKings, and then the other one is FanDuel. But uh, when you and I were talking before the show started, I was sharing with you, it says it's a $1 billion um, valuation of the company and what was the statistic that you told me it was like three billion it's a three billion dollar industry yeah. yeah um so those are the two biggest companies for daily fantasy sports yeah. espn and yahoo are big for like the season long friend friends and family stuff um but yeah 59 million people play so that's like one in five people is it more six, common so. in the United States, or is it also something that's global? Great question. It is global. Actually, huge numbers of people in India play cricket, fantasy cricket. Who knew? Okay. Yep, cricket. Um, I don't even know what that looks like. It's, it's like, like a, a little square. stick and a paddle, and you yeah. throw the ball. 
Well, it's not a ball. It's, it's kind of like, like highlight, it's heavy. but not really. So, so I, I don't know the correct terminology. It's like a ball. They do like a fun skip when yeah. they throw it, too. Mm. It looks like baseball, but then they have wickets, so it's like croquet. I don't know. Yeah, and then you have to like knock the stick down. I guess that's how you get out by and knocking the sticks down. Obviously, we do not play this game in <laughs> no, the United States. No, I do not States, play. <laughs> so that's why we we sound. I like had we a don't neighbor, and when about. I lived in the subdivision, my neighbors would go out and play cricket all the time, and mm-hmm. like the little. Where are they from? India. Okay, it's huge, <laughs> but like, uh, there's a site that so our software company that we work with, they have. I was just asking them last night. They got one that had a hundred thousand people on their app. Wow. Playing. And I think it's getting bigger in China. Soccer, like, you know, football, mm-hmm. as it is known worldwide, that's pretty big, especially wow. European. So They yeah. love football. They do. The Orlando um, soccer team is actually starting to get a lot of buzz, and people are going to the games and tailgating and all that stuff, too. Yeah, the men just had their home opener, and uh, they tied. Women start April 19th. Everyone should go to the game April 19th. Okay. I hear the tailgates are really fun. Yeah. Well, I know that they're all packed into that little area downtown, and mm-hmm. I see tons of people all dressed in the appropriate attire. Purple yeah, the gold. purple. Purple, yep. yep and Wall Street usually does block parties during the games. Mm-hmm. They are just walking in droves down to that uh, mm-hmm. stadium. Yeah. So I think I'll have to go and try it. I think yeah. you mentioned that there was a game that was coming up and possibly being able to get in. Yeah. There. Yeah. So, okay, I'm in. You're going to a game? I. I don't know what it is, but we'll yes. Get you some purple, <laughs> we'll go. She's she's telling me that there's a game. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah. Yes. Look, I will just say that the best player to ever play women's football plays for Orlando. Really? Marta. She's Marta. the best to ever play, and she deserves everyone to fill that stadium to see her play because she's amazing. So I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a chance she might come on our show for Women's History Month. Marta, we're shouting you out. We're looking for you. Yeah, we're just going to put it out there. I don't know. Maybe you can make that introduction. That'd I be wish. Awesome. I wish I could meet her. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. Okay, <laughs> so statistics. All of these fun statistics about female fantasy sport fans. That there's over 17... Now, you can tell me how accurate these are because this is from 2017. Over 17 million women play fantasy football. I cannot even believe that because I'm going, I, I, I didn't know. Like yeah. football, American football or soccer? Fantasy American football. football. Okay. American football. NFL, yeah. Yeah. I believe like, it. Really? Yeah, because if you get into it with your partner, your friends, I've been working in restaurants for forever. It's like a huge deal, sign-ups and all that, trying well, to get into true. leagues. that's true. You probably know based on like, those times when there's football games yep. in there. I just don't like losing money, so I never want to play. Okay. <laughs> you can come on our site. It's free. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe okay. just to learn and then yeah. see if I like it, then start throwing okay. myself out there. I think that's a good idea because certainly I like to go to football games and soccer games. I'm more of a people watcher than watching <laughs> the, the game, sports. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. who's over there screaming? Yeah. <laughs> looking. Because I'm not as in, as invested in that. But you know what? You guys are turning me. So I'm going to go, yeah, I think I'm going to go and try your app. It's yeah. different when you're there, too, at oh, the game. Like the energy and everyone getting hype about it. You kind of yeah. like feel like you're in it for the minute. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, but that's a pretty sizable statistic, 17 million. Do you know if that's accurate still? It's like here we are three years later. So I'm going to guess it's got to be bigger. Yeah, you I told think me one more. of the statistics. Uh, women comprise 45% of the NFL viewing audience. You said that just went up as of today. Yeah, they, well, they just released it as 47%, which I think was it was a big number of, of two percent increase i yeah. think that it's you know edging in on that 50 percent that says a lot that women really do like uh, sports well and also for women's sports men are you know it's almost split half and half of really? who watches who invests in women's sports so um you know i think the myth that women don't like men's sports men don't like women's sports is totally false totally colby yeah was huge, huge in building women's sports and yeah. working with his daughter with that. So hopefully the family can keep that going. Yeah, oh, definitely. I'm pretty sure that that'll be a legacy that they'll leave for him. Yeah. yeah. And he has other daughters, so yeah. And Kevin Durant is a huge proponent for the WNBA. Steph Curry, I mean, 
people are definitely starting to give the respect that it deserves. Um, it's amazing though. You'll you'll get on Twitter and still like I the one picture that will just forever be burned in my mind. Diana Taurasi. I don't know if any of y'all have heard of her, but mm-hmm. she's like the best basketball player Name ever in the country. Definitely sounds familiar. Yeah, she's called White Mamba. Um, and uh, but I remember a picture of you know like a video game controller. And she, you know, has all these awards, whatever. And some guy put out, you know, well, this is the game she should be playing. And it's like, A, go make a sandwich. B, go do the laundry. Oh. And she's been a professional athlete for, you know, 10 plus. I mean, it's just amazing that all the all the stuff they still have to go through, you know, the, the respect that's not given. I think they're finally getting it. And, and I think that men being fans is crucial to that. Yeah. They're still the ones making the decisions on what goes on TV and what gets put on streaming. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, wow, yes. that is just really disrespectful. Old but maybe that's that. how. Now, who was the guy that did this? Was he a? Oh, I don't know who it is. It's just some Twitter stupid troll, Twitter okay. troll. Okay, so it wasn't yeah. like somebody really famous. Oh, okay. no, like, they make fake he, pages to troll yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I was going. If that was somebody famous. They had to have been dropped from their contracts. People don't put up with that kind of stuff anymore. Not anymore. They're definitely starting to, like, I think a sportscaster just uh, got put on leave or whatever for comments made about a gymnastics, like a college gymnastics team talking about their looks. And, yeah, it's just past time of let's talk about their athletic ability. Let's talk about, you know, the records they hold, their, you know, the good that they do in the community. Let's start. Yeah. Let's stop talking about, oh, they look good in that outfit. <laughs> and, yeah. You know. So, yeah, I agree. It's so, why do women why do women join these leagues? You know, it's really interesting. I've actually been a part of uh, some webinars about um, women who want to learn fantasy sports to be a part of their company camaraderie mm, that they feel left that's out. Interesting. Yeah, so, part of the company culture. Yep. So they feel like they're missing out on bonding with their coworkers or you know being in the know. And so um, Smith College is actually leading um, a webinar of this spring even um, about that, how to how people can learn and be involved and, and take part. Um, I need to go to there. Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Uh, I can send you the link. But, uh, <laughs> send us the um, link, yeah. Yeah, I recorded a video for it and stuff, which is really neat that they gave me that opportunity. But, yeah, I mean, I think, I think for – Fans of women's leagues, whether it's women or not, and, and that is something that on our site we want everyone to come play. Mm-hmm. Not just it's not just for women to come play on the site. It's just about women's sports, sports. leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, but men are certainly welcome to come play. Uh, but I think there is that community aspect mm-hmm. of you know not so much maybe I want to win a lot of money from this, although we're building things that people can do that with. Um, but it's the community. It's another way to feel like I know this league, I know these players, I can connect with other fans. Um, I, I do think that that's important and something that we're trying to build on our website. The community is huge, too. Back to the restaurant. Um, they throw, like, watch parties, a mm-hmm. little fantasy league. And they, most of the people, when I'm, like, talking, seeing why they're all together, they're, like, a random people who are just a part of the league and out hanging out getting to, like, do the draft together and watching the games and all that. So I think that's cool. Make some extra friends. There's actually, so real quick story, if I've got time. Yeah. So I've been the commissioner of my family's fantasy football league for like the last, I don't know how many years. Okay, when you say commissioner, like that's a real title, She is in charge. Got to come through her. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So um, I set all the rules and everything, but but now I just kind of make sure we do it every year. but I was going, we were doing trophies for the first time, a first place trophy and then a last place trophy. That's cool. And I was going to pick them up and this was locally and a woman said that there's a group here in Orlando that's been doing fantasy baseball, I believe, for 30 years. Wow. Wow. And now what, what was a trophy that they, they still bring in and they get little nameplates, but they have a sit down catered dinner. Wow. At the end of the season, and give out awards, and like spouses are invited mm-hmm. to come. That's I mean, huge. it's like a fun, fun thing to be a part of, and that's kind of what their dues go towards. I think, like you know, if you want to be in the league, you have to pay. Part of it goes to that party, hmm. which is yeah. fair. I didn't even think the fa- okay. Now we're talking about thirty years ago. I'm going. There was no whatever internet or how were people playing fantasy sports without that? 
but they were. They were. So they were very popular. Yeah. Yeah. And that, now that's just blowing my mind. There oh, too. like tracking on an. Yeah, so they would take stats. So they would, you know, for baseball, they would fill out, I want this pitcher, these outfielders, these hitters, whatever. Um, and then they'd take the newspaper and tally up. Someone would be in charge of tallying up points per person, and they'd have these huge whiteboards or, you know, whatever the oh, case yeah. may be. And, <laughs> Just like the bookies, <laughs> when you see those in the movies. That's exactly what it sounds yeah, like. That's exactly Ooh, that's yeah. hard. And even before ESPN and Yahoo started doing online brackets, I mean, I remember when I was in middle school, the newspaper did a bracket, and we would all cut it out, and we'd fill it out, and you'd keep it in your trapper keeper and update it as games went on. So nice. it's been around for a bit of time. This has been really educational for me because I'm going, wow, did not know that. So aside from being able to support one another in the community and having a bonding experience in the workplace, I would think some of it is also the reason why people join, uh, we'll say people, but, you know, women, um, is because they like the competition because, you know, women that have played sports, whether it was in high school, college, or intramural sports, you know, afterwards, they still enjoy that. Previous athletes. Definitely, right? yeah. Yeah. And just anybody that loves sports in general. But, you know, I had not thought about the uh, camaraderie side of it. So that's another good side of it. Yeah, the trash talking, the, the good times <laughs> afterward, all of it. Yeah. That's the f- best part of sports, I think. <laughs> yeah, your mama. <laughs> yeah, <right>? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the regulations, I know we've touched on that, but there's a, an organization called the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, PASPA. Uh, that was uh, created, I guess, in 2018, not created then, but the federal Supreme Court struck down one of those rulings about the status of fantasy sports in Florida. So are there any regulations here in Florida that we have to know about? Because according to my research, it says uh, it's really kind of unclear here in Florida what those might be. We have horse racing, we have dog racing, we have High lies, so I'm gonna. They still do that. Yeah. They shut the dog track down in Tampa. Oh, Once yeah. All they that... just move it around here in Orlando, so you can't figure out where it is. Got it. Yeah, they have it. Yeah, it was a huge thing closer to Bush Gardens, and they like shut it down mm. once all the activists and the protests and all of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, chasing the leg, either the real rabbit or the fake rabbit. They would put like a ball or something. On their head. Oh my goodness. And then when they were running the track, the ball would like move across the f- track while they were running straight. Wow. I never been, but. I know it was on our ballot last year. It was. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Course anyway. racing is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Well, I don't. There used to be a place where you could do that in Orlando. It was over there by uh, Lee Road and um, OBT, I think. Maybe not in that area, but Lee Road for sure, um, in the Winter Park area. And they shut those uh, tracks down. I don't know where they went. Nowhere. People don't want you to hurt the animals anymore. Well, I don't know if it's hurtful, but you know <laughs> it, they're it running. Is. No. Well, because the way they're being trained and all of that, they're. Yeah, it's not like a loving condition that they're in. They're just there to make people money. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that stuff. Anyway, so regulations. I know you talked about it. Anything else that you think that our listeners should know about regulating this as a sport? Yeah, so I I know that the there was an act in two thousand six. That's what what specified fantasy sports are not gambling. There is that certain amount of skill um, and that has to be a part of the game to, because that, that, you know, that determines, uh, yeah, legality of what state it can be in. Also like payment processors. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're very, we're not touching gambling or anything like that. Um, but no, I mean, there's a website that I follow that, you know, every day, every week they're updating the latest, you know, status of legality of fantasy sports. Again, those, the daily fantasy sports, which is DraftKings and FanDuel, those are the ones that in nine states you can't have it at all, and then others you have to pay licensing fees. Um, I do think Florida's kind of still a gray area in that, um, but every you know every month it's updating and changing, and laws are being passed. So, 
Have you been to Vegas yet and played any leagues? So I actually I have yeah, um, but that like was that was more sports. Now. I watch sports a lot of betting. documentaries yeah. and stuff. So hey. yeah, I have. Um, I I I actually love Las Vegas, um, and so the last couple times I was out there, I did this. It was sports betting though, but mm-hmm. I bet on football and you're like sat in the yeah, theater the, it's the nicest place to be in it a was casino. fancy i the was watching it are, <laughs> oh they're the comfiest seats you can still get drinks or whatever yeah, yeah. Mm. they're pretty nice and it's like you're at the game there's like a hundred tvs mm-hmm. all around you you can watch like 10 20 games however much you sign up for oh wow and you go collect your money when you're done yep Turn how in your much ticket. money have you won johnny none at all but okay, but you're talking like somebody. I'm telling you, it's this. only my. It's because of my friends. <laughs> okay. One but... friend, I won't say his name, but how much money did that friend ooh, win? He likes to spend a lot of money in okay, fantasy. Okay, it's a he. <laughs> it is a he. Yeah. He spends a lot of money, and whenever he wins, shots on him Sunday. What's the What's the biggest amount of money he's won um, that you know of? The latest I've heard was like two thousand dollars on one oh, game. Wow. He spent two thousand. He's he spent two thousand. No, he was down like five. Five thousand. He was on down five on. I think it's betting. Okay. I think it's betting because there's like an app, and you're going through and clicking who you want to win and all that, and it's really complicated. You have to be like up six or down by five just to win. I don't know. Right, the the line that they make. Right. Yeah. Oh, so now look betting. at Steve. He's shaking his head That's just the over part there. I'm confused yeah. about. Like, what do you mean you need to be up five just to I don't know, Steve. Win? So those are, those are lines hearing? people make. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah. those are not, like, again, we were talking about the stats earlier. So right. fantasy relies on stats. Um, betting is more like the lines that people make and create for each game or each player or whatnot like that so okay. there's actually an outside person creating those odds what's that movie adam sandler just did it was a oh uncut gems uncut gems that movie was intense but oh. that was yeah, but betty bookie, right yeah he yeah. was paying money to bookies and he had like a jewelry shop it was like fronting all the money through that but that's betting not fantasy right Correct. Yeah. Okay. Now you can spend money like DraftKings and FanDuel. You can get on their website or app and say, "I want to enter this contest, and that's a dollar, or it's twenty dollars, or it's ten thousand dollars to enter this contest." Mm-hmm. And then you, if you win, you get that plus extra back. Um, that does exist, uh, but yeah, I think what you're talking about is more. The betting, because that that is still if you enter those contests for fantasy, mm-hmm. you're still filling out the roster, you're still picking five to nine players. Okay. That, you know, based on how they do, and how high up you are in the leaderboard is how much money you get back. Got so, it. Yeah. I'm learning now. Maybe see. Huh? I don't know. You I catch in time for March Madness. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does know enough, yeah. uh, right? Yeah. But I think Steve's the one that's the quiet one that we need to go. Mm. He's the one who said he's been playing. Yeah. yeah. What so, leagues are you in right now? Uh, I just play fantasy football. Okay. Basketball too much for me. What yeah, do you mean? Basketball, there are a lot of games. Basketball. Like yeah. yeah, that's oh, a lot, lot of games. games. Do, you, do we need to worry and have an intervention or anything? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not but yet. You've got it under control. I will say this. So <laughs> NBA uh, is a huge... Uh, market for fantasy and actually a lot of people have jumped to the WNBA because it was newer Um, not as many people are in it I think one of the big issues with DraftKings and FanDuel is if you're a beginner or even a moderate player you can get on there and just they call them sharks you can just be eaten up by a shark so someone who they have all I mean it's crazy they have all these algorithms on how to set rosters and the they spend so much money to put all these rosters up that at the end of the day, they make money. Mm-hmm. But the way they do that is by taking it from all these beginners yeah. who maybe put up one roster. And so new leagues and like our site, which is totally new and going to block people from being able to do that kind of algorithm stuff. Still and cheat. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, technically it's legal on those sites, but like I, it would make me nervous to put any money towards that. Right. So. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are trying out new leagues. And so the fact that we're opening up at 14 to 17 new leagues mm-hmm. for some of those people who love the fantasy sport game, 
now they have like new leagues to explore and there are no experts so far right now on this because it's brand new so mm. they could become the expert but interesting yeah hey johnny we're going to take a little break uh go ahead and do our next patron announcement all righty let's jump into it We're supposed to have sound going on. That's okay. But since that's not happening, let me tell you about Starter Studio. Oh, no. You're going to tell us about Omnimodal. I did Omnimodal the first one. Really? Yeah, okay. I think so. Maybe not. Uh, you did Starter Studio first. All right. Omnimodal. Yeah. I like Omnimodal. I like okay. the name. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Because <laughs> you're talking about them. <laughs> Omnimodal. Omnimodal is helping smart cities connect all commuters across all modes of transportation move into the future. Omnimodal, their website is omnimodal.io. And thank you, Omnimodal, for being a patron of the Intern Whisper Live. All right, so we won't worry about that place for the music right now. Uh, so back to our show. Our show is all about the future of jobs and industries and remembering that we were we are all in transition, someone that gave us a chance. So what do you think, we're going to finish this up, what do you think the future of fantasy sports looks like 10, 20 years from now? Because I pulled that statistic also, and this is a lot of people, and you've already told me more than 32 million are playing. So, Yeah, so currently I think the last stat was 59.3 million people play fantasy sports. Um, and what's really neat for what we're doing is that – Apart from the WNBA, that's all men's leagues. Mm -hmm. And so women are starting and, and going to be able to hopefully make that climb and get to that level. Um, I think that there is a lot of shift to sports betting as that becomes more legal. A lot of people are going to shift there because just the for a company, the ability to make money is going to be endless there. So... Um, it's going to be really interesting. I, my hope is that in 10 years, fantasy sports is as big a business for women's leagues as it is currently for men's. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the fun of watching a game and playing fantasy sports is going to be equal. So um, I think that it'll hopefully have a, a big name in the industry and have helped create more she awareness. plays. She plays. That'll be the name in the industry. There we go. She yeah. plays. She yeah. plays. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think... I think it's just going to continue evolving and um, more people are coming up with different games and different ways for people to engage and have fun. And um, so I think it's, I think it's definitely going to still be around um, and people are going to play it for free for fun or play it to try to make some money. Um, I don't think that's any, any, any time in the future stopping. So mm -hmm. agreed. So you have interns, and our show is about interns. So what does a typical day look like for an intern that works with She Plays? Yeah, we have four wonderful interns uh, that have started with us this spring. And I know, so Thursdays are our days that we come together and we meet at Starter Studio. So another shout out to Starter Studio. Um, but they come in and we have a joint meeting all together. Um, because we do want to have that family vibe of we're doing this together. Your I mean, team. Yeah, and I mean, they're they're kind of the first team locally that we're building, and so mm -hmm. uh, it's really neat to have them be a part, and um, they do all sorts of stuff. There's graphic design, social media, uh, audio engineer, and um, video slash on-air talent is what we're yeah we've got some fun ideas for the rest of the semester on-air talent yeah hopefully doing like a five-minute youtube show every week just okay. about fantasy sports for women's leagues so kind of what games are coming up this next week who, who to watch out for all that stuff so um like a little newsreel yeah that would help a lot yeah because kind of i'm sure opinion. with like the other games going on if even you just knew that a women's game was about to be played turn on the tv yeah pull up the app i can tell he really really likes this industry i'm just a lot. i get jealous when people are winning money and i'm there at the bar listening to them scream the whole time i feel oh invested <laughs> so i'm like thinking about it 
Now I'm thinking, man, I have to come and see you in action at the restaurant now. <laughs> I get really I'm thinking invested. I gotta give you a bunch of business cards and just slide them to your yes. there you come, go. Hey, come have the watch new... party. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, so um, the best mentor advice that you ever received from somebody, what was it? Gosh, you know, and I've been able to have some great mentors. I think, I think one would be. Is this as far as like as an intern or like as a... No, we can be open to any interpretation. Mentors are important regardless. We're all in transition, whether we're an intern or we're somebody that's going back to work from being at home as a stay-at-home mom or a senior that's going back to work. You know, it's transitions. It's all good. So mentoring comes in all forms. Yeah. Um, So I would say to ask for help. I think mm-hmm. that's probably been the best advice I've ever been given of, uh-huh. of don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Um, it doesn't show weakness. It doesn't show that you're incapable of doing a task. It sh- actually shows that you don't want to screw it up by do- trying it the first time and being all wrong. So um, never being afraid to ask for help and over communicating. I don't know. I would agree with that. Yeah. It takes a village. Yeah. I had that conversation today with one of my interns. I said, you have to get comfortable with making mistakes and realize it's not going to be perfect. So we can rarely control perfection. (laughs) Uh, You know, that takes like practice, practice, practice to get so good that it becomes something that is what we deem as perfect, I I guess I would say. Um, how can our listeners contact you, find you? What's the website? Wait, before we go there, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, being a sports lover, Ashley, what do you think about women stepping into the coaching role? Uh, That's a good question. I think it's absolutely necessary. Um, I think if you look at what Katie Sowers did, being Mm -hmm. the first female coach in the NFL or in the Super Bowl, uh, was massive. Her commercial is everywhere now. And it's amazing. It's cool. Right? But, uh, I mean, anyone who, you know, female athletes, one, it's just great that they have, after college, they now have choices, right? Because right. 20, 30 years ago, that didn't exist. But now, when they retire, okay, let's have a, still a future in the sports world if they want it. I think for basketball, you know, men's college basketball, 99% of the jobs are for men. And wow. women's basketball... It's 99. 50% or, I mean, it's almost half, if not more so men than women are coaches. Wow. So, um, you know, and, and neither one, if women should be able to coach women, women should be able to coach men. I, I just think it's, it's definitely a place that we need to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it will improve, but, uh, yeah, I just think it's, it's awesome. And there, there are different ways that women coaches can speak to female athletes, um, maybe understand what they've been going through. Um, you know, if you're if you're good at what you do, you should be able to coach whoever. Doesn't matter right? what gender yeah, you are. Yeah, so, uh, but I would love to see more. I think people are making the right moves. Um, Muffet McGraw is a Notre Dame basketball coach, and she has said she will only hire women as her assistants for wow. the next, just so that she can train them up so they can go out and be head coaches. Have so, the experience. Yeah, yeah. So, Pay it forward. Yeah, and I think that there's a little bit of that that needs to happen. I, again, I don't think if you're a male and you're a good coach, then you should have a job. But um, but there is a little bit of, okay, we got we to gotta give people the, or give women the opportunity. Right. All right, so we're at the end of the show. But how do people find She Plays? What's your website, your social channels, all of that good stuff? Yes. So we are she-plays.com. Okay. And on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at ShePlaysPro. Gotcha. YouTube? YouTube. We do have a YouTube channel. It's got our how-to videos right now. Okay. Um, but hopefully coming to you with some newsreel, mm-hmm. upcoming fantasy games. We're, we're hoping that that'll happen in the near future. She Plays is free. Right. Free, free to sign up. Free. Free to sign up. That's an incentive. That's all I keep hearing in my head. All right. So we want to tell Valencia College thank you so much for letting us be on this campus. They must have been doing a tour because that window behind Steve and Ayana has been swimming. I felt famous for a second. I was like, where are we at? They were all like looking in, watching the show. (laughs) 
everybody's like, I don't know if you saw them. I didn't. But I, <laughs> it was like real distracting <laughs> to a little bit because like people are popping in and going, hey, and I'm going, all right, do I know you? Are you trying to get in right. here? Anyway, thanks to Valencia College. I did see Q here on the studio site tonight. He was right outside that window, and he waved to us. And I think maybe, Johnny, that's why everything worked beautifully. Q, Q came, showed his presence. Yeah, he was here. It's his day <laughs> off, but Q was here. Besides and, all my bloopers today, I yeah. probably have a what? No, we good. don't have any. We're good. Just me. No, we're good. We have none. Um, that's what the magic of editing is all oh, about. Yes. Yeah. Besides Facebook Live, you guys get the inside scoop. That's true, but we will have the magic of editing. <laughs> okay. Um, knowledgeable staff, again, thank you, Q. And we're going to do our shout out. So, really quick, Johnny, shout out. Shout out. I've met actually like three or four sports management majors recently, and they're all women. So, I think that's really cool to know that actually women are interested in sports and wanting to work in the sports industry. Mm -hmm. So shout out to y'all ladies. Okay, Sharon. Um, I guess shout out to Ashley for joining us because um, it's really opened my eyes to something that I could do as a pastime. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Very nice. Ashley, your shout out. Yeah, I'd love to shout out uh, actually Star Studio. So uh, there you go. another shameless plug, but uh, the mentors and the camaraderie i have there is um is pretty epic so thank you and shout out to orlando pride everyone go to the home opener april 19th marta come on this podcast yep and so my shout out goes to everybody that's in the studio here thank you to ayana and steve they're over there over there being very quiet but they are a mighty presence in the room they make all of this video stuff look great and then to johnny and to sharon and then also over here to you ashley and to our listeners and our followers thank you so much you guys hey we need your help we need you to go and like and um, give us reviews on your favorite podcast channel and also start giving us some reviews and sharing the shows if you would do that we would absolutely appreciate it um, again, you can find Intern Pursuit on their Facebook, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and then on any of your, the Intern Whisperer is on any of your favorite podcast channels. So uh, thank you for watching and listening to the show. So take us out, Johnny.